Welcome to episode 112 of the All the Books show, the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library and Angelica Radio Show. That's right. Did I say that right? Yeah, every Wednesday night at 9 o'clock, you can find us on the Angelica Radio Show. Have you actually heard us? What's, what's the station? 92.7. Yes. 92.7 I love FM? It. Yeah. FM. Yeah. Whenever I've been that way, I'm like, oh my gosh, look what time it yeah. is. You know, I've heard it a few times and it's yeah. always startling. Once yeah. I was coming back from a convention and just like doing a mm-hmm. searching through the channels and all yeah. of a sudden there we were. Yeah. It was pretty fun. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Here's why you're going to hear us on the radio. Yeah. Because I'm Eric Mickles. And I'm Nick Gunning. And we talk about book news, author news, and literary news. Mm-hmm. Today we're going to get a little spooky. Yeah. It's spooky outside, man. This yeah, is like quintessential there. Halloween weather. You're Look right. at it. I know. It's gray skies. There's a it's mist misty. rolling in. Right. It's not raining, but it's misty. Yeah. You feel like you need to wear a coat and yeah. some garlic around your neck. Exactly. That so. would be helpful. This is not our in-depth Halloween episode, but we are going to point you in the direction of some of the best spooky fiction that's come out in 2017. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, right now, let's talk about what we've been reading. I got through some stuff. What yeah. about you? I also got through some stuff. Take it away. Okay. Uh, let me remember what I got through. You Hold on. Me, I just realized you know what? my shirt's unbuttoned at this like, one level. Do you, does that That's ever really happen strange. to you? I mean, that happens to you. I'm pretty put together. You so, have no, every button have buttoned. And then you look down, and somehow the middle button is just like, yes, hey, it happens. Miss it happens. Me. All right, why don't I tell you what I've read? How about okay, that? Okay, well, I just had mine open right here. So. I finished a few graphic novels. I read okay. volume six of All New X-Men. Uh, pretty good. I still like that. It's a fun time travel series i'm still liking it. it's getting a little crazy with all the crossovers but you know yeah i read it's definitely the a time travel story. graphic novel adaptation of star wars the force awakens and in the a graphic in, novel yeah oh. and what's going to surprise you nothing new yeah nothing new hey but i, I guess you could I, say that about force awakens <laughs> take that jj I, I don't understand i don't understand your feelings about that movie but we don't have to get into that now it's fine i You've love it seen it i thought it was great yeah Hey, the thing is... I thought it was a perfect restart. I like A New Hope, but it's also a slow 70s film, so it's nice to see that movie with today's pacing. Yeah, it it definitely calls back. I mean, it it, homages that movie quite a lot, but I think it stands on its own. I guess I I I just don't see how J.J. J.J. Abrams just seems to take other people's storyboards and put in different actors, and he's like, look at that, I'm a director! Ah!" Pretty harsh. Pretty harsh on J.J. Abrams. Anyway, I did enjoy (laughs) the graphic novel. Uh Uh-huh. Like I said, it doesn't... doesn't Sometimes with novelizations... Did you figure out who Snoke was? Even, no. Even oh. graphic novelizations, they take you in little corners that you didn't yeah. get before. This was very, uh, like, paint-by-numbers mm-hmm. of the movie. But I liked the story, so it was just fun to see it in a different way. When Getting f- excited about episode eight. When the first X-Men movie came out... Yes. That graphic novel is very much that way. Mm-hmm. Just, like, scene for scene. It was yeah. just the movie. Um, like, they could have just taken stills from the uh, from the movie and just put out <laughs> word bubbles. Though they had some prequels, I think. Oh, yeah. Prequel comics, so you could see what Sabretooth was doing before the movie. Yeah, they're doing that more and more now. Like prequel with ones, the, yeah. Yeah, with the prequels. A lot of times they're terrible, but, yeah. you know. I'll tell you what's a weird novelization, Back to the Future. Because oh. that movie went through so many draft changes. Oh, yeah. Originally, the time it, machine was a refrigerator. It, it was still a refrigerator in the book, right? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't, but there was a lot of throwbacks. They kept of, calling like, it a DeLorean. But it was a refrigerator. It was the anyway. DeLorean of refrigerators. Yeah, sure. Uh, and then finally, I finished Gwen Bond's third Lois Lane book, Triple mm-hmm. Threat, which I it kind of I don't know. Yeah. I'm sort of over the series now. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know think if there, anyone's gotten into the series. I don't know if there it. is a book for. Right. But I would yeah. probably not read it. Okay. It just. I guess it started just Lois Lane is a cool character. You know, yeah, she's sure. like an iconic. No arguments. Eighty-year-old character. And she has, like, she's tough. 
You know, yeah. she gets the job done. Yeah. She's just a strong character. Yeah. And these, she sort of starts Doesn't that way. My calls. And then just gets kind of like all gooey about Clark. And it's just Clark sort Kent of like... being the character of Superman. Yeah. Okay. Like she doesn't have to be that. I mean, she can yeah. like him, but yeah. she doesn't have to just sort of like forget all this other stuff. Yeah. I'm a girl. I just thought it was kind of a disservice to yeah. like the character yeah. and girls who'd yeah. be reading that. I mean, it's, it's a teen <laughs> yeah. series, you know. Right. So uh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really like it. The Superman animated series of the 90s Which is sad. never did any like romantic yeah. uh, connections between uh, Lois Lane and Clark Kent or slash Superman. Probably until like maybe the middle of the second season, but it was an alternate reality Superman that she kissed. Okay. And then it just didn't carry over. Nothing. And so it wasn't until like Justice League that people were like, oh, they're a couple. They're a thing. So it yeah. was just, it was kind of, you'd watch it. It's like, yeah. there's like, there's a good like professional rivalry between the two but no there's no like that romantic yeah uh dynamite well smallville she's erica durance is a great lois like tough and strong but there are nice. there is like a season <laughs> uh-huh. where she's really like oh clark i love you and gets all yeah. like mopey yeah lois and clark did a pretty good job with it yeah. superman right. returns was the worst look i ever. brought up the superman 90s cartoon so yeah i i can understand why you brought up smallville and yeah. then lois and clark yeah so I get that, it. That's the end of the sentence. That's the end okay. of it. I just, you All brought right. up, we, I feel like we just had a very in-depth Lois The relationship in Man of Steel is out of nowhere. Ugh. It's a shocking moment that makes no Look, sense. I like, won't talk about the 90s cartoon. Okay. All right. Anymore, all right, all right, all right. If you want to talk. I'm currently reading, to answer your question. The novelization of Man of Steel. The novels, I've read that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm currently reading Ghost Story mm-hmm. by Peter Straub. It started in a very intriguing way. There's a mm. prologue that I was like totally into, and then it uh-huh. just took... It took a direction that I did not anticipate, and I was uh-huh. like, "What?" Uh-huh. And now, like the main story started, and so I'm intrigued. Nice, I'm intrigued, my friend. I have to read that still. This I'm is yes, for my you wife do. To finish yes, copy. yeah, I know copies are scarce. Yeah, but this is our book club book for Halloween. We're yes. doing two Halloween book clubs: Joyce Carol Oates, Jack of Spades, and Spades. Peter Straub's Ghost Story. So join us for either for both. Yeah, I'm also reading Fantastic Four Volume Eight: Devils. Mm-hmm. So that's it for me, right? Ultimate. Now. Fantastic Four. Ultimate nice Fantastic try. Four, yes. Nice try. Yep. Like, I wasn't going to catch you on that. Uh, no, I never suspected. <laughs> what are you reading? Uh, and have I, read. Thank you for that one. Because I have read. I finished The Three-Body Problem. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've mentioned that I finished the book here. No. So I did. I finished The Three-Body Problem by... Oh, man. Just, oh, no. I should just tattoo the name. I even one. went first, so we didn't have to do Lao this. Lao Sinzen. Okay. Uh, so, it, it was a longer book. Okay. Very dense. The the twist slash main plot of the book and probably the trilogy doesn't happen until maybe like the last fourth of the book. That's quite like, a ways. It's this type of story now. That is quite um, a ways, my friend. And then, like, I, I was reading it, and it's hard science fiction. Okay. And I was like, I'm doing okay. I understand most of what they're talking about. At least, you know basic concepts. Right. And then the last fourth when it reveals and they start talking, they just get into all these, uh, oh, what was it? Particle physics, mm-hmm. I think it was. Okay. Uh, where they're talking about the physics of protons and folding them. And it's just like the last, however long that, that lasted, I was like, I don't know what you're saying. That was hard for me to listen to. Yeah. And I'm just right here. So, but I still enjoyed it. Uh, I would oh. I would read the series still. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, that there's just, a twist right there. Yeah. It just took me a while to get through. But like I said, I think I said it last time, while reading it, I never wasn't enjoying it okay like it was always a uh a good time all right so it just took me a while to get 
through that good time. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? Nothing wrong with a party that doesn't end. Actually, Slurms McKenzie uh, <laughs> from Futurama would argue. He's so, he's so very tired of partying. Uh, I read Suicide Squad, uh, Volume 3, Burning Down the House. Of re- Rebirth. Rebirth, yeah. Squad. Okay. Uh, what did I... I gave it three stars. I can't remember anything about it, though. Okay. So, I really can't... Oh, wait. Yes, I can. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what it is. This okay. This is just fine. It's it's sugar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Sugar. Honey Bunch. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then I read, for my Halloween reading, Ooh. Day by Day Armageddon. Oh, yeah. I saw you reading that. I don't, what is that? It's a zombie book. Oh, gross. You're gross. Well, <laughs> I didn't say you were gross. Oh, well, you implied it. So, Day by Day Armageddon by J.L. Bourne. So, okay. the J might stand for Jason, for all I know. It might. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. This this is like a smaller publisher that put this book out. Okay. Um, it's written as journal entries. Okay. That, uh, that is, that's a tough sell. Yes. That's, that's but here's easy the thing. to be real bad. I think it's a zombie book that's being sold on being journal entries. Okay. And, like, that's the big, like, why it's different than other stuff. And the writing... It's, I mean, that sounds pretty similar to World War Z. Yeah, World War Z was interviews, which is nice. Okay. Because you get this back and forth. But this journal entry, it's just... The the writer, J.L. Bourne. Okay. Not a good writer. Ooh. Um, and I don't know if he's writing the character... As somebody who might not be a good writer, but it's just, it's very amateurish. It's very teen writing, like their first teen writing class kind of writing. And it's Mm -hmm. not, like, I read it in huge chunks, but nothing happens, really. Uh, The journal entries make it easier to read because they're smaller entries, so you kind of, like, fly through it. It's easier to track progress that way. But it's not necessarily... That's the James Patterson method right there. Right, but it's not... uh, What's the word? It's not enthralling. Ah. I wasn't staying because of the writing. Mm -hmm. And it was better at the beginning as, like, the zombie apocalypse is starting. Okay. Uh, And he's writing about things falling apart Mm -hmm. and preparing and stuff. Like, that stuff, that cause and effect stuff always intrigues me. I always like seeing cause and effect in stories like that. But then once the apocalypse is just in full swing, it's just the character. It's just very, very boring, very repetitive, just explaining everything in the minute detail. No real, like, psychological look at the characters going through this like every now and then he's writing about flying a helicopter and then there's one line he's like i don't know why i'm still going and then just keep but there's no he doesn't expand on any <laughs> Neither of do we. <laughs> yeah and then it ends with uh they, they get to like a military base and start and it ends with some people trying to take it over and he stops those people and then just ends but it's an ongoing series Weird. so there's no like there's no closure at the end okay but there's also real no cliffhanger so it just ends, um, and but it keeps going. So I thought, like while reading, and like, yeah, I'll keep reading this series. But I have a feeling like the writing style isn't going to change. Yeah, and so it's rough. It was rough stuff. It is rough. Um, so your Halloween reading is not off to a good start. It's not something I would recommend. If somebody was saying, what's a good zombie book to read for somebody who hasn't read any of that, I would always pick World War Z mm-hmm. or even the uh, Zombie Survival Guide, which is like written as nonfiction, but. It's it's funny. Okay. Um, it sounds hilarious. Well, it, it's <laughs> it's interesting, but okay. I wouldn't I I wouldn't even recommend Day by Day Armageddon to somebody who read World War Z. 
So hmm. that's how I feel. Well, if you got nothing nice to say, I keep going on a keep podcast. Telling me yeah. all about it. And then yeah. I started. Hold on, I got a, the author. Okay. Uh, boop 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 boop. If you could just so vamp. why exactly did I go first so that you could figure this out? I'm trying so, to remember. Okay, uh, you just uh, Lovecraft Country. Yes, by Matt Ruff. Yeah, it's rough like a dog would say rough. Okay. Like R U F F. Sure. Not rough. I understand. Rough. Yeah. Like a dog would say. You've made that clear. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, so Lovecraft Country is about um, it's about both Lovecraftian Lovecraftian scary stuff but also racism in 1950s america okay um so i don't know if it's uh applicable today or anything no but so this character this character um i believe that the character is atticus okay uh but i could be wrong about that because i only read like the first 20 pages so he he's coming up from the south to work with his dad and everything but he found out his dad went to go find his mother's roots okay uh because she didn't know so he goes to massachusetts Mm -hmm. um and so now the son is going to have to go find his dad. And from the summary of it, uh, the dad has been, like, you know, kidnapped by this cult oh. that lives there. Okay. And so there's that racism, but there's also that Lovecraftian cultness. But Lovecraft himself, H.P. Lovecraft himself was a huge racist. <laughs> he, he, did a poem, wow. he did a poem on the origins of people of color, and uh. it is a pretty nasty poem. Yuck. So he is a, he's a pretty... Terrible fellow, H.P. Yeah. Lovecraft. Okay. Um, but it's funny because uh, his father his father has dyslexia. So Father he, of the character? The father of the character has okay. dyslexia. So where he wrote, I'm going here, the son read it as Arkham, which is Arkham Horror, which is H.P. Lovecraft stuff. But it's uh-huh. actually Artem, Artem, Massachusetts. So it, it's, I think it's going to be playing a lot with, like, is this H.P. Lovecraft stuff real? Mm-hmm. Um, is it the real life or is it fantasy? Yeah. So the cover, even my wife had to ask me because she was looking at the cover. She's like, so is that ghost on the cover or is mm-hmm. it KKK? Right. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's the second one. Right. But I think it's supposed to insinuate that huh. it could be both. Oh, it sounds interesting, actually. So um, I'll, 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 be, I'll, I'll talk about it more once I've read it and really see like how far it goes. Sounds like good. it might be one of those things where it's like everything might is supernatural, but then the twist is everything's not. Everything's like not. In, like sure. a Sherlock Holmes movie. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, but yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a pleasant read, yeah. but I meant to read it last year. Um, but here we go. All right. Lovecraft Country. Sounds good. Yeah. For your Halloween reads. Yeah. What else do you have lined up for Halloween? You got to read uh, Ghost Story. I got to read Ghost Story. Yeah. Um, and depending on how long Ghost Story takes me, uh, I don't know. I still have to read more of the I Am Not a Serial Killer books. And by The Dan Wolfen. Wolf. Don't forget the oh, Wolfen. Oh, and The Wolfen. Yeah. We added The Wolfen to yeah. my, yeah. Yeah. Depending I've got to finish Ghost Story. And if I have time. Yeah. I'm be... sort of depending how how quickly I finish this because I want to mm-hmm. read Sleeping Beauty, Stephen and Owen King's new book. Right, but that's like 600 pages. Yeah. So if this gets me right up to the end, I might mm-hmm. read Gwendy's Button Box, this, the other recent. This Stephen is the King. first Halloween yeah. since 2013 that you and I haven't read a Stephen King book together. Let's do it. Gwendy's we, Button Box. We did The Shining in a book club. Yeah. Then you and I both read Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep. And then the next one I read Selm's Lot, and so did you because we were doing it for a library book club. Yeah. And then last. Halloween, you and I both read Pet, Pet Cemetery. So, do you want to do? Well, let's pick one. Do you yeah. want to do Gwendy's Button Box or Sleeping Beauties? I want like an actual scary one, I guess. Aren't those like both scary? Well, I I don't know. I don't know anything okay. about Stephen King's new what do you stuff. Want? Dead Zone. <gasps> That's probably a quick one, right? I don't know. It's too bad you read Carrie. I, w- I might have read Carrie. Go ahead. But you already read it, so we can talk about it. All right. You gonna read Carrie? Maybe. I didn't realize how it was written. So okay. That might be interesting. Okay. Was cool. it scary? 
Um, it's atmospheric. It's his first book, right? Yeah, it's it's right. very atmospheric. All right. I don't think you're gonna be like scared to go to bed at night. Yeah. Well, you know. I'm scared to go to bed at night most nights. Okay. So. All right. Well, um, we're gonna figure this out, and then we'll talk about it. Okay. Later. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, in book news, I've got two things I want to mention before we get into new releases. Uh, a while back, I don't remember what episode it was, but the Women's Prize for Fiction was announced, and the winner was The Power by Naomi Alderman. Now, at the time, it had not been published yet. It has since been published in the last week. Um, and our copy is on the way here. So if you're interested in that, we're going to have it here and you can check it out. Uh, the second thing I want to mention was last night, Eric and I and Kate Miller and Nikki Gordon here from the David A. Public Library yeah. attended the STLS annual meeting. Yeah. Uh, and Nikki and Kate both won scholarships through STLS to go to the New York Library Association conference in Saratoga Springs, uh, which happens every year. Eric and I have both gone we've both yeah. been past scholarship yeah, you went the year before i did yeah and i went the next year yep yep and so uh nikki and kate won these scholarships yeah. so they get to go so thank you to stls for one congratulations to kate and nikki uh not only do they get to go but this is the first conference for both of them yeah so i usually enjoy them yeah. you know whenever i go I, I i love the vendor room you know where you see like all sorts of new product and stuff a lot of times uh new book samples and that sort of thing so i think they're gonna have a great time and you learn a lot and it's yeah. good to like meet other people who are doing the same thing. So we did that. But I also wanted to mention a couple other uh, award winners from our county. Uh, Melanie Miller, the director of the Alfred Box of Books, also won a scholarship to that. And the Box of Books won the Grassroots Award for their new LGBTQ collection of materials. So congratulations to Melanie and the Box of Books. And the Cuba Library won for uh, Best Library Volunteer. So we've got some pretty great volunteers. So yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. No, but congratulations going out (laughs) to all of them. Yeah. Uh, And let's look at what is coming out. Yeah. uh, This is part of the still bookmark, I think. You and I both watched the Salem's Lot miniseries from 2004. Yes, we did. Rob Lowe and Donald Sutherland. Yeah. So, and what's his name? Rupert Hag... What's the... The vampire. Oh, oh. uh, Rucker Hauer. Rucker Hauer. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, and it was actually pretty good. Yeah, it's we have that here in our collection. Ninety-minute episodes. Yeah, so it's still pretty short for like a mini. Yeah, three hours. Um, three hours is a long movie. Yeah, yeah, it really was. But, but it was very good. Yeah, James. So, James Cromwell is that? Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Getting that too. Yeah, it was the priest. Yeah, so it wasn't a bad adaptation. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It stays pretty close to the book. Yeah. Uh, a little, few changes here and there that we talked about, but yeah, yeah I'd recommend it. And it, yeah, that and the Bag of Bones miniseries yeah. uh, are both really good adaptations. Yeah, yeah. So check out either of those okay so now to book news let's do it well as we're preparing for our uh 2017 uh, author visit Whoa. with naomi shihab nye yeah. uh looking back at our 2016 author visit with alexander mccall smith his new book the unexpected the house of unexpected sisters which is mm-hmm. number 18 in the uh, number one yeah. ladies detective agency is coming out precious ramatswe and grace makutsi investigate a new mystery in this latest installment of the irresistibly charming perennially best-selling number one <laughs> Ladies Detective Agency series. That was all very hard to say. Yeah. This is a series that I really warmed to. Mm-hmm. I we read the first one for a book club yeah. and I hated it. Yes. I think, you know, it's just it's one of those things you have expectations. You hear detective agents, you really think it's gonna be a detective story. And it, they're not so much. Right. Like there is a mystery, but it's more just like right. the whole picture. So would once you, say, you know that would you say you warm to it in like a cozy blanket? uh-huh yeah and you got cozy I did real cozy yeah because it was like a cozy mystery thank you is that what, yes. is that what yes, you mean that is what i meant oh everybody. okay yes it was so subtle i wasn't <laughs> sure i wasn't sure so i've read I, this is the only series 
that I've done this with, but I've read like scattered uh, volumes. It, it is not the only series. Didn't you do series. that with the Jack Reacher series? No, I read the Jack Reacher in order, but I did read one prequel before oh, I was okay. really there. All right, in, so maybe this the is timeline. the only series you've got. Yeah, like you know what? Stone Barrington. Because I picked up random Stone Barringtons, like okay. at thrift shops or whatever. Yeah. But um, I plan to read this. Uh, I, I feel like I'm, I'm Burgess Meredith in the Twilight Zone, where like all I want to do is read books. And I never have the time. Yes, yeah. So this book coming out reminds me of that as well. Because it was time. Because I want to read Origin by uh-huh. Dan Brown. Uh-huh. Uh, I want to read Sleeping Beauties, uh-huh. as I mentioned. Uh-huh. I want to read House of Unexpected Sisters, and I want to just read some straight-up Halloween books. Yeah. Do you want any recommendations? Uh, yeah. Do you think... I'm, I'm just going to recommend World War Z. I could read World War Z. Because the interview format yeah. really, I think, will just like help you cruise through it. I really loved that movie, which I know Actually, is not the same at all. But. You know what you might prefer? The audiobook of World War Z. Okay. Max Brooks plays the interviewer, but then he gets a bunch of different... Uh, readers to do the interviewees that's cool so uh mark hamill's in there that's fun yeah um boy he plays mark hamill no. do you remember that whole situation with private rio slash the games where it was like the same book the same book with a different title well yeah. guess what what here we go okay uh <laughs> by james patterson yes yes by james patterson coming to you uh, in a couple months now actually january i think we're into oh. uh yeah we have either Private Delhi or Count to Ten. Okay. And they're both about the character from the Private India books. Right. So this, the... this is by James Patterson and Ashwin Sanghi. Yes? What's the, what's the point of the these point. two titles? I don't know. I don't know if, like, some of these ones, the Private series has, like, Private Berlin and Private London, mm-hmm. Private India, and Private Australia, or Private Down Under, actually. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, why wouldn't it be? Yeah. Um, were originally just released in those places and mm-hmm. then later come over here. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's the issue here. Yeah. So, like, in that country, it's called Private Delhi. Mm-hmm. You know, like, in India, that's, that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. And here, it's called Count to Ten, a more, like, traditional just book name. I don't know what the that's deal silly, is. though. It's very just confusing. Just private and everything. I know. It's very confusing. Anyway. I'm sorry. But let me, let me read a little bit to you here. Santosh Wah has quit his job as head of private India after harrowing events in Mumbai. Almost got him killed. Ugh. But Jack Morgan, global head of the world's finest investigation agency, needs him back. Jack is setting up a new office in Delhi, and Santosh is the only person he can trust. Okay. Uh, my sister-in-law read the first of these private India books and hated it. So, And she was an Which old James Patterson read? fan. Private India. Oh, okay. So yeah. it was just private India. Yep. So not... Private not with a, with a cute little name or something. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Brandon <laughs> Sanderson, Oathbringer. This is part of the Stormlight Archive. This is book three of the Stormlight Shoot. Archive. I got to read the second one. Yeah, you do. Do you want me to not read this then? I'll give yeah, you a little bit. No, just, just a little bit. Right. No, wait. In Oathbringer, the third volume of the New York Times bestselling Stormlight Archive, humanity faces a new... Oh, no! <laughs> plug your ears. Okay, I'll plug my ears. A I'll new... Sing a song. Desolation with the return of the Voidbringers, a foe with numbers as great as their thirst for vengeance. What? Okay, we're done. Okay. So that's coming out. Actually, that's coming out next month. How'd so. that sound? Did it sound good? Uh, you sounded, yeah, yeah. No, not me. Oh, you? The book. You sounded great. Is that what you're asking Thank you. me? But how'd the book sound? Uh, not as good as your singing. Thank you. Large print, folks. Yeah. Get on the old large print express. Woo-woo! I, I don't think you could ever make a Brandon Sanderson novel large print. 
there just isn't no. enough paper in the world. Oh, no, no. <laughs> they no. just, because they're already like a thousand book yeah. tomes as it is. Yeah. You double, you double that size of that font, forget ridiculous. about it. Yeah. You'd have to, they'd have to come with like a red wagon yeah. to pull behind yeah. you to put that book in. Large print, <laughs> a gaslight mystery number 20, murder in the Bowery. Frank Malloy's latest client is the well-dressed Will Burt. You have to admit, if it was murder in the bowels, it'd be pretty funny if it's a gaslight. Yeah, that's funny. Okay, in in its way. He's searching for his brother, a newsboy named Freddie, so he can share his new financial good fortune. Ooh. Frank makes quick work of the case and locates Freddie, but a happy reunion between brothers. <laughs> is that the first time you've ever seen the word reunion in print? Happy reunion between brothers is not in the cards. Oh, okay. Are there ways to have happy reunions with family? <laughs> I've, I've <laughs> Just been told kidding. that's true. I Just don't know. Kidding. We all have happy reunions with family. Do we? No. <laughs> oh. I whispered no. So oh, okay. only, only only a I few heard people it. heard it. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Next. That's it? That's nice. nice. Yeah. Let's get to the New York Times bestsellers Let's list. Let's take a look. It's our favorite bestsellers list. Is there do you read other bestsellers list? No. No, I didn't think so. Well, I like the indie next list, but that's not really a bestseller list. That's all right. Well, that's highlighting a smaller. You, you broke my point. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. So. Well, it's not a bestseller list, so your point's intact. Okay. Uh, so on the New York Times bestsellers list this week, uh, what is this week, Nick? It uh, doesn't matter. Okay. It's this week. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is the young adult hardcover fiction because we love our young adult books here. Yeah, we do. Thank you. I was waiting for that confirmation uh number 10 one of us is lying by karen mcmanus we're looking forward to this book not being on the list anymore though because uh i need nick to be the one who isn't lying anymore nope it's never gonna happen my friend number nine lord of shadows by cassandra clare i'm the lord of shadows <laughs> number eight war cross by marie lou or mm-hmm. lao mm-hmm uh, I'll leave that to the world to tell me what it is. I think you should. Number seven, Hunting Prince Dracula by Carrie Maniscal. wonder what Lato. that's about. We talked about this last week on our Sexy New Books episode. No, we talked about two people just like living their own lives, having fun together. No, but then they hunt Prince Dracula. I think I would have remembered that. Number six, new this week, there's someone inside your house. <gasps> and then there's a book I need to tell you about. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. You Hold on, it. I have to make yeah. a call. Okay. All right. uh, the call's coming from inside your house. What? <laughs> By Stephanie Perkins. Uh, Makani Young tries to figure out who is behind a string of murders in her high school. Tell me. Who is it? I don't know. Just tell you me. You have to read the book. No, I'm too tense. I can't. We have our copy here, too. Uh, new this week, An Enchantment of Ravens. An Enchantment It's actually of a murder sea. of ravens, isn't it? No, it's a murder of crows. Yeah. Is a group of ravens an enchantment? Look, I man, don't that's so. really your wheelhouse. Margaret Rogerson. Isabel and Rook find forbidden love in this fantasy novel. I wish my name was Rook. That'd be so cool. It would be pretty cool. If I was cool. Rook Mickles. I could call you Rook. No. Like, oh, but then it kind of does sound like a nickname off Eric. Like, hey, what's up, Rook? Yeah, that's weird. Okay. Number four, Wonder Woman Warbringer by yeah. Leah Budago. Have you read this yet? No, my wife's it. just about to finish it. So. Okay. Is she enjoying it still? Yeah, she has enjoyed it. Okay. Well, if I wanted her opinion, I'd ask her. Yeah. Number three, <laughs> One Dark Throne by Kendra Blake. This has been here for two weeks. This is after the quickening. Three sisters continue their fight to the death for the crown. Hey, I know you don't like to talk about it. Okay. It's pretty related to this book. Would you like to share your story of when you and your sisters had to fight to the death for the crown? Oh, yeah. Well, there was this crown. Uh-huh. And I thought, I have to get that crown. Right. Um, and I was going to do it by myself. Right. But I thought, 
well, then where's the fun in that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I wanted it to be an even fight, so I thought, who better? Yeah. Uh, so I just I got my sisters to help. Yeah. We had a fight to the death. Yeah. And ultimately, we won a crown. Okay. And we split it. Uh, we split it. You know, okay. she gets it for a couple months. Okay. I get it for a couple months. The yeah. other one gets it for a couple months. So, so, so. yours is like the happy, because I'm pretty sure they have to kill each other in this book. Oh, no, so no. So you we guys were found team. the loophole. We were a Very team. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number two, the yeah. language, and you have a lot of sisters. Yeah. So yeah. you probably like unevened the fight a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. They, uh, they never saw it coming. Yeah. So uh, new this week at number two, the language of thorns by Leah Barago. Mm-hmm. She's back, mm-hmm. right on the list. I finally, have a real sharp wit. Oh. Language, language of, of thorns. thorns. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Oh boy. You know I what mean, doesn't my have a joke sharp was wit. bad, yeah. but you missing it was worse. Uh, so this is a collection of otherworldly fairy tales. I don't know if this connects to her. Uh, uh, she has a, another series. Darn it, Eric. What do you know? Uh, Crown of th- crows. Crows. Crows of thorns. Just put your head down. Uh, number one, the hate you give by Angie Thomas. <laughs> we have a few copies of this book in our collection <laughs> as well. Uh, look, man. Yeah. I did my best there. I can't remember every young adult If book. that really was your best. Look, it's Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom, so I yeah. don't know... Six of Crows, half a dozen of another. <laughs> Am I right? Okay. So I don't know if this, if that connects, the language of thorns connects to those. Okay. Uh, but it's not number one. So that was three new. Let's go check out hardcover fiction for the adults, for the grown-ups in our crowd. That's not you, Nick. Yeah. You've never grown up. Yeah. Well, I guess if you kill for a crown, uh-huh. you, might, you might have yeah. grown up a little. Yeah, it was harrowing. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Starting at number 10 for the hardcover fiction for adults. So get out of here, everyone. Okay. 18 and up. Number Actually, that brings up a question. Did you read a lot of like adult books when you were young? Can you remember No, I don't think so. No. just the two Jurassic Park books were it for me when i was in high school i mean i started too but like right. much younger than that no okay so you weren't you didn't start your james patterson reading at, at 15 <laughs> no i only read james patterson a few years ago okay grisham is the one that i started about that uh, age yeah yeah why because we were on that oh, we've already talked about this we, i was on a trip to florida all oh, right yeah okay number 10 on the new york times bestsellers list for adult hardcover fiction little fires everywhere mm-hmm uh, an artist with a mysterious past and a disregard for the status quo upends a quiet town outside Cleveland. Number nine, Enemy of the State by Kyle Mills, writing for Vince Flynn. Kylo Ren. Uh, Mitch Rapp. This is Mitch Rapp, oh. everybody. Uh, number eight, A Legacy of Spies by John Lacar. Number seven, To Be Where You Are by Jane Karen. So mm-hmm. this is Mitford, number 14. Number 14. Uh, still no new books this week. My mother-in-law loves the Mitford series. Okay. So there's one person who likes it. Yeah. Number six, The Girl Who Takes an Eye for an Eye by David Lagerkrantz, writing for Stig Larsson. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five, Haunted. Dragon Tattoo. What? I just sang the song Dragon Tattoo because it's The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo series. <laughs> number five, Haunted by James Patterson. I know him. And James O'Born. Mm-hmm. Um a detective from New York takes his family on vacation in Maine and is enlisted by local cops to help solve a crime in the woods. Oh. I would like to imagine he'd be like... Woods crime. Yeah. I, okay. I'm just thinking, like, he's like, wait a minute. How, how do I... F- I'm in the woods. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. If this was on 4th in Maine, yeah. maybe, but this is an oak. Yeah. That kind of, like, 
problem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How do you solve a murder by a creek? I wish I could tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Hudson River, maybe. Hello. Right, get get me out of this bit. Man. I can't. I'm. I just want you to stop. <laughs> I just want a slice of pizza. Not, I hear you. Not a dead wolf. All right. Our producers. Our producers said to wrap it up. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my gosh, I was trapped. <laughs> Number four. I felt ha- haunted by that bit. Yeah. It's, I'm still thinking about it. So, <laughs> number four, the Cuban Affair by Nelson DeMille. Uh, Nelson DeMille as actually Nick's godfather. No, that's not true. Never met the man. Well, it doesn't mean he's not your godfather. Yeah, but in this case, he, he, it does because he's not. All right. So. Number three, uh, Nick is very excited for this. A Column oh, of Fire. Yeah. By Ken Foliot. Yes. This is the third book that started with the Pillars of the Earth. Yes. A book Nick finished. From page yeah. one to yep. page one thousand million, page eighty five hundred. Yeah, so just keep yeah. building that cathedral, you guys. Yes, we gotta get it done soon. Don't leave anything it's out. It's done. <laughs> Don't leave anything out. Number two. That's another book where I was more interested in the cause and effect. Like, yeah. oh, if we move the marketplace here, it yeah. will create this here, yeah. and then it will invite. Can I can I tell you why that interests you? Uh huh. Because you're an old RPG man. Son of a gun. That's why. Son of a gun. I do love role-playing games. Uh, number two, don't let go. I never will. Don't let go. I can't. Okay. Uh, by Harlan Coben. You know who didn't write this? Rose. One of us is lying. <laughs> uh, Harlan Coben wrote, don't let go. This is new this week at number two. De- uh, detective. I've never seen detective as D-E-T dot. Yeah, I've seen that. Okay. Pretty common. Nice. Incredibly common. <laughs> Detective Napoleon Dumas Dynamite. investigates a murder and covers clues about the disappearance of his high school love and the death of his twin brother 15 years ago. Mm. I wonder if they're connected. Probably. Yeah. No, I mean him and his twin. Oh, no. I don't okay. think so. Number one, new this week. I'm ready. Sleeping Beauties by Stephen King and oh. Owen King. In nice. a small Appalachian town, women who fall asleep don't wake up and become shrouded in mysterious cocoons oh, no. while the men battle one another. Do you think Stephen King was like, I want to write a third Shining book? And Owen was like, I want to write a sequel to Cocoon! Yeah. And they like, <laughs> found a way to do exactly it. exactly what I think happened. Yeah, it's like, yep. I want to know what happened to Steve Gutenberg after the fact. <laughs> Steve Gutenberg. He's like, no, hey. I want to know what happened to little... I don't... Uh, Danny Torrance. I hate to, to break your heart, but there is a sequel to Cocoon. Yeah, there's Cocoon 2. <laughs> yeah. So they're they're both bringing their trilogy ideas oh, wow. together. Yeah. Bringing it to a close. I know there's a Cocoon 2. Sure. Was nonsense. Gutenberg in the second one? No. So this will be kind of like a homecoming. For Gutenberg? For yeah. Goten- yeah. Yeah. And Tom Selleck and yeah. Ted Do you think Danson? they're going to... Uh, like Owen King probably could write Gutenberg pretty well, though, right? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Just checking. Yep. Yeah. Are you going right. to read this then? The co- Sleeping Beauties? The Cocoon Shining I really crossover? hate the movie Cocoon. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but... And you don't really like the Shining movie. I like it. It's just, you know, it's, it's just a terrible yeah. adaptation of the book. Well, this could, this could bring it around all together for I you. I think that you should tell people that you're just talking nonsense. It's not a thing. It's not connected to The Shining or Cocoon. It's just a father-son writing experiment. Right. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, three men and a baby writing experiment. No, I, I can't. The baby in this case. That's the one is that a book needs, that needs a third one. Three men and a grandbaby, maybe. Yeah, you got to complete. Well, it's that three. Trilogy. It's three men and a baby. Then three men and a little lady. Little lady. Yeah. So you could do three men and a grandbaby. Or it could be like a father of the bride situation. Oh. Three men and a. Now you got. I can't. Three men and a bride doesn't work. No. What would you call it? 
that's three men and a grandbaby is what I call it. Okay, you want three men and a grandbaby? Yeah, I do. They're, that that works too. You got to be realistic. I just imagine. I just want to like see them like crying at her wedding. Okay. Like I want to see like I just want to see. Uh, Maybe it's a shotgun wedding. We both get our wish. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's get spooky. We both get our wish. Let's get spooky. Oh, I wish this was a shotgun wedding. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna talk about our own personal Halloween reads and watches next right. week. Possibly with special guest Sally Murphy, if she can work out her schedule, which has known to be a problem yeah. in the past. Yeah. This week, we're going to talk about some uh, spooky Halloween books that came out in this year. So if you say, oh, hey, Nick. Hey, Eric. I've read all the spooky Halloween books from prior to 2017. Uh-huh. So how is this going to help me? Well, guess what, sports? This is from this year. Uh-huh. Uh, do you have a, a main place you're going to be pulling your list from of uh, YA? I do, but it's included books from last year. So okay. I'm, That's I'm right. familiar with the... Uh... Okay. The other stuff. Well, I'm going to be pulling a lot of mine from our friends over at Book Riot. Uh, I've got a couple here that I want to talk about. So why don't you hit us up first, Eric? Give us give us one. Okay. A YA book from this year. I sure will. Give say one book from okay. this year. Thank you. Uh, Crazy House by James Patterson is on this list. Oh sure. Uh, well, not James Patterson. Gotta have their coffee. Gabrielle Sharpen. Gots to have their Can you coffee. Just say this last name for me. No, I don't. You want know to. what it is? Nope. Ch- Chaw Bonnet. Okay. Char Bonnet. That's okay. how I'm going to say it now. It's Char and Bonnet. I don't think that's a good idea. Well, that's her name. Is it? Yep. It's okay. James Patterson and Gabrielle Char Bonnet. Okay. Uh, and if you don't think so... So we we talked about Crazy House last yeah. last week. I read it. Uh, the yeah, beginning of it. I remember. So that's about the twin sister who gets put into a maximum security prison um, and put on death row Okay. with other kids her age. Uh but the book states that it was the wrong twin. Okay. So not really sure how it's going to play out. But this one was on the has been on the New York Times for a while, uh, and this year. So it's supposed to be pretty creepy. I thought it was in a sane asylum though myself. Yeah. Which is yeah, I guess I kind of got that impression. Always scary. Mm-hmm. Any of us could go there. Yeah. We could. So go on. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm going to talk about uh, meddling kids by Edgar Cantero. Have you heard about this one? meddling kids yeah i know i would have gotten away with it if yeah it wasn't if for it them. wasn't for them absolutely yeah so this is like a, a satire and kind of a send-up on horror so <laughs> if you <laughs> all right uh, the basic plot teen detectives reuniting years later to confront the last night they spent together in a haunted house <laughs> so it sure i yeah. don't know i don't know about it you don't okay all right, I'm going to give you just a little taste of the first paragraph here, okay? No. It starts please, when you pull scary. the lamp chain and light doesn't come. Then you know you'll never wake up in time. You'll not make it to the end of this paragraph alive. Desperate, God, reassuring stop, thoughts. Stop. Try to rise over the panic in your head. It's okay. You don't need lights. You're practically awake already. You're lying on your bed. You can guess the familiar shape of the side lamp in the morning twilight and hear the old radiator clunking in the night. Nick. You are safe. It's just that the lamp doesn't work. But you want it to work. You need to dispel the darkness and let certainty outline the room so the things outside know you're awake and won't dare enter. And you pull the chain again and again, and you recall the lamp switch has failed before. Has it? And look, the light bulb really is trying, though it barely manages to seep a wan glow, and it's not enough to flash the room out of the shadows. But who needs more? The lamp says, you're here. This is your room. I'm your lamp. That's your radiator going clunk at the night. That's the same old closed door beyond which things might lurk and breathe skinless and eyeless. But you can rest. We promise we don't exist, really. Lie down. What do you think? Fun, right? Is this Eric's pretending he's dead, everyone? 
I'm not not because I, I didn't make it to the end of the paragraph. You didn't make it to the end of the paragraph. Yeah, I wasn't pretending. Okay. Well, I mean, I was, but I'm sorry. Whatever. Well, what did you think? Did you like it? It was scary. Anything talking about skinless and eyeless things? Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I liked it. I liked the tone. I thought that. I see. I think that one sounds kind of interesting. So. Things that don't have skin are scary all year. Okay. So that's yeah. important to know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, what else you got? Uh, all right. So uh, here's a new book that's coming out, uh, or it is out mm-hmm. already. Odd and True. Uh, Trujan grew up hearing Odette's stories of their monster-slaying mother and magician's curse. But now that True's older... Uh, this is by Cat Winters, by the way. Okay. Now that True's older, she's starting to wonder if her older sister's tales are just comforting lies, especially because there's nothing fantastic about her own Ooh. life. Permanently disabled and in constant pain from childhood polio. Mm-hmm. In 1909, after two-year absence, Odd reappears with a suitcase supposedly full of weapons and a promise to rescue True from the monsters on their way to attack her. But it's Odd who seems haunted by something. And when the sisters search for their mother's leads... Uh, search for their mother leads them to face off with the Leeds Devil, a nightmarish beast that's wreaking havoc in the mid-Atlantic states. True discovers the uh, peculiar possibility that she and her sister, despite their dark past and ordinary appearance, might indeed have magic after all. Look out. So, uh, mid-Atlantic states. So is that like North Carolina? I don't know. I never, I'm not, I'm not good at those at all. Yeah. Sorry, I can't help you. Okay. All right. Is it like Tennessee? Are you in? Are you going to read this? Uh, maybe. Uh, I'd have Do to... Do you like YA? Like horror? I don't feel like you've had a good experience with it, but maybe no, I'm making No, it's up. always like almost there to being scary, but it has to pull back a little bit because it's for young adults. But uh, I did like uh, the first... Oh, what's it called? Tw- 13, this... 13 Days of Midnight? 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. Okay. Yeah, there right. goes with Scooby-Doo. Uh, the next one I'm going to pull here was a finalist for the Chicago Review of Books Don't you pull Fiction anything. Award okay. uh, by Jacques Jem. Jacques. It's a chilling literary horror novel about a young couple haunted by their newly purchased home. Just think if they drove the car Christine. They couldn't... All bets are they'd off. They'd be totally... Yeah, yeah. it'd be crazy. Yeah. Uh, touring their prospective suburban home, Julie and James are stopped by a noise, deep and vibrating, like throat singing, ancient husky, throat singing. and rasping, but underwater. That's just the house settling, the real estate agent assures them with a oh, smile. Oh, He's wrong. <gasps> I know. What's throat singing sound like? Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Okay. Throat singing? All right. Uh, okay. Uh, hmm. So let me give you the first chapter of this. Okay. Not the first chapter. The first chapter? First little paragraph Which here. Which one is it? And you will survive to the end of the paragraph. Oh, but the problem right is, now. one of us is lying. Darn it. Yeah. Chapter one. The real estate agent with his waxy hair and perma-smile keeps stopping to listen, waving his hand, saying, that's just the house settling. We think the house seems more than settled and wonder why he's calling so much attention to the sound. And look at the handsome dark wood trim and how many closets are hidden within closets. That's a creepy concept right there. Closets and closets? Closets and closets. Crazy. Uh, Closets and closets beat (laughs) the rest. And we stare out the picture window at the woods butted up against the backyard, and we probably wouldn't have heard a thing if he hadn't mentioned it. But we do hear a a noise. It's a window! You're really ruining the spookiness of this paragraph. But we do hear a noise. And now that we're listening, it is unsettling how much it sounds like moaning. But not the bellow of someone in pain. More like an incantation. Some sort of ritual snarl. So we look at each bedroom carefully, hoping to be proven wrong about this place, hoping to find something that convinces us the house is not, in fact, exactly what we've been seeking. And we ask the agent if we have to worry about crime living so near the woods, and he explains that the woods are bounded on the other side by a beach, and there's nothing to be afraid of, but waves, and we smile politely. But in our minds, we think, 
A wave can overwhelm, and a wave can take away. We snag on that, but the agent barrels forward, hustling us to the unfinished basement and pretending not to hear the sound in an obvious way, and he disappears around a corner. We follow him, only to find him gone. Gone? I don't know. I'm kind of in. Hey. I'm kind of in. It's, it feels like it could go a little pretentious, which yeah. I hope it doesn't, but I'm kind of in. P- what did you piece think? Piece of advice. <sighs> don't buy a house until you know it's haunted or not. Yeah. Like, don't buy a house and then be like, hey, is this haunted? Yeah. Do that first. That's question one. Yeah. That's question I one. I don't know how many, like, I don't know, because ghosts and haunted house do legitimately scare me. Not so, me. Really? I know. I don't I, think that's a real thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, do you believe in ghosts? And I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. Huh. So. Um, well, how did you feel about that? It sounds creepy. Yeah. Sounds like they're get, getting all the wrong answers to all the right questions. Be. And they it should be getting, be. like, is that something we should worry about? Nah. Yeah. But, we, like, I don't know. There's a beach over there. You're fine. Oh, a beach. The woods yeah, yeah, yeah. we're afraid of being murdered in yeah. has a beach. Yeah. It's like an ocean. Something just comes out of the ocean and right. it's now in the woods. It's in the woods. You got ocean monsters in it's the woods. It's an ocean monster. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> all right. All right. Scary. Yep. Uh, I want to take a minute to mention it's that right there, there is a new... Pete the Cat book, About Pete Halloween. the Cat Trick or Pete by James Dean. Uh, I was glad to James see this. James Dean? Different James Dean. Oh. Because there is a, a Pete the Cat Halloween book called Five Little Pumpkins, and it's just stupid and annoying. Uh-huh. So wow. this new one, yeah, Jeez, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love Pete the Cat. Uh, Kate's just finishing up her Pete the Cat story time, so this is a perfect time. But join Pete the Cat from New York Times bestselling artist James Dean as he goes trick-or-treating in this Lift the Flaps book. Flaps? They're always a crowd pleaser with the children. Right. All right. Go ahead. Tell me Are your Are they next really? One. Yes. Oh, oh my goodness. that's true. I've seen it. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I've got House of Furies here by Madeline Rowe. Mm-hmm. Madeline Rowe wrote the Asylum series, which uh, is an older, not older, but I mean, it's not a new series, but it's still very popular. Uh, and that was the one about the boarding school that used to be an asylum. But it's haunted. Right, yes. Uh, the summer boarding school. Uh-huh. Uh, so, House of Furies. After escaping a harsh school where punishment was the lesson of the day, 17-year-old Louisa Ditton is thrilled to find employment as a maid at a boarding house. Mm, boarding house is going to be haunted. Yeah, you don't want to do but that. But soon after her arrival at Cold Thistle House. Cold Thistle. Cold Thistle House. Lu- Louisa begins to realize that the house's mysterious owner, Mr. Morningside, is providing much more than lodging for his guests. Far from a place of rest, the house is a place of judgment. And Mr. Ooh. Morningside and his unusual staff are meant to execute their own justice on those who are past being saved. Okay. Louisa begins to fear for a young man named Lee, who's not like the other guests. He's charismatic and kind. And Louisa like knows it. that he may be up to her. It may be up to her to save him from an untimely judgment. But in the house of distortion and lies, how can Louisa be sure whom to trust? Featuring stunning interior illustrations from artist Iris Copiate, plus photo collages that bring Cold Thistle House to a chilling life, House of Furies invites readers to a world where the line between monsters and men is ghostly thin. Mm-hmm. Uh, the picture, I showed you some of the photos that were in Asylum. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, terrifying. And they, yeah. And Creepy all they, stuff. A lot of times it was just like, here's a picture of somebody, but we've drawn in, uh, we've drawn in pencil in his eyes. Yeah. And that's just creepy that's enough. That's all it's you like, need. Why? I can't see his eyes. That is all you need. Uh, yeah. All right. That's House of Furies. So you could read that. How do you feel about it? Uh, I liked, I thought Asylum was creepy 
at the beginning, okay. but around the midpoint, I just kind of tuned out. We're out. Okay. And then it was, it, it just was like, yes, we're really ghosts and we're hanging out now. It, it was like a step up from Goosebumps. But I see. People really like it. So people read the whole series and there's also a prequel ser- book and a collection of mm. short stories. So. They look intriguing. Yeah. They always look intriguing. Yes. They definitely look like, they look like good entry points for teens looking for horror. Okay. Um, I think. All right. So makes sense. Like almost safe horror. Oh, I guess. What a novel idea. Yeah, they, they are. <laughs> They're five novels. All right. Uh, I'm going to look at Valley of Terror by Zhu Hao. Don't go there. Sorry. <laughs> a mysterious fear disease is scaring to death fear? the citizens of Longzhu, China. Literally, victims go insane or die frozen in terror, while survivors rant maniacally about demons infiltrating the city. Mm. But what's really behind the sudden epidemic? To find the answers, Chief Inspector Lao Fei teams up with a controversial historian and a brilliant psychologist to track down the truth source of the illness and halt the wave of horror that threatens the metropolis. Sure. Are you ready for chapter one? Halt the wave Do you want of me horror. to go prologue? Uh, yes. Okay, then I will start with the prologue, per your request. (laughs) Prologue. It was nightfall, but the streetlights had not yet been turned on. The sky outside the window was obscured by the figures of trees, making the long, narrow corridor seem even dimmer than usual. The ceiling and walls had been scrubbed to a ghastly shade of white. Combined with the murky gray concrete floor, it gave the entire space an oppressive atmosphere. The clicking of footsteps suddenly cut through the silence. A young woman hesitated at the door from the stairwell, her eyes wide, surveying the dark and eerie passageway. An elderly gentleman, outfitted in a white doctor's coat, pushed past the young woman. Come with me. His quick footsteps made not even the slightest sound. The young woman stood still, anxiously watching him disappear into the darkness. Then she hurried to catch up, her heels striking the hard floor. She followed close behind until they reached a dead end. A closed wooden door appeared in front of them. A gentleman took out a key and turned to face the young woman. She bit her lip nervously, then nodded. The elderly gentleman inserted the key into the lock, the slight sound reverberating loudly. The gentleman cleared his throat. Uh, A blood-curdling scream tore through the room. Oh, jeez. Well, were you scared? Yeah, you keep picking really scary stuff. I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. Maybe I can't handle adult horror. Maybe I have to stay with YA. Maybe just you be do. Like, this isn't. This isn't scary. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not scared. Yeah. But then I, you know, I read the adult stuff and I'm just. Oh, yeah. Hiding under my bed. Mm-hmm. Is hiding under your bed really? I mean, no. No. If I was afraid of ghosts, they know. About I would not that. want to hide under my bed. They know exactly where to look. Yeah, ghosts. Yeah. They look right under your bed. Because they just come from the. They just come right up from the floor. Yeah. Like, hey, I didn't even have to. Yeah. I didn't have to bend down. I'm still standing. I'm okay. a ghost. Yeah. All right, what else you got? Are you going to read any of these? You were intrigued uh, by the first one? Uh, yeah, the first two, actually. The first one is, I think, more like a goofy. Uh, the grip of it, actually, that kind of got me. I do okay. kind of want to read it now. All right. Uh, here, I've got one more. Okay. Uh, I, I think we should look at There's Someone Inside Your House Ooh. by Stephanie Perkins, because okay. it's on the bestsellers list. Sure. Um, let's see what... Uh, the description has to say about it. It's been almost a year since Makani Young came to live with her grandmother in mm-hmm. landlocked Nebraska. She's still adjusting to her new life and still haunted by her past in Hawaii. Okay. That already sounds a lot like Girl Out of Water, if you remember. Uh-huh. So I don't know if this is going to be about her learning to uh, learning to skateboard instead of surf. Okay. But it could be. Uh, then, one by one, the students in for small town high school begin to die a series of gruesome murders each with increasing and grotesque flair as the terror grows closer and the hunt intensifies for the killer makani will be forced to confront her own dark secrets uh so stephanie perkins had originally written anna and the french kiss 
And this is her new take on a classic teen slasher story that's fun, quick-witted, <laughs> oh, sure. and completely impossible to put down. Uh-huh. So Courtney Summers, of all the rage Dan cracked up to be, says, There's someone inside your house's heart-pounding page-turner with an outstanding cast of characters, a deliciously creepy setting, and an absolutely merciless body count. Mm-hmm. Best read at night with a big bowl of popcorn. This is a killer uh, addition to the slasher genre, written by <laughs> one of the best contemporary YA writers around. Booklist says Perkins deftly builds the suspense like a pro. An uneasy opening leads to some legitimately horrifying murders. Ooh. And the identity of the killer isn't quite as important as the motivation. No, it's Readers sure will be sleeping with one eye open. Ooh. And then Publisher Weekly says Perkins lulls readers into a false sense of security before twisting the knife. The body count keeps rising, leading readers with questions of motivation and where it will all end. Here's mm. what I don't understand. Okay. We know the book is killing teenagers gruesomely. What's false security are you being led uh, yeah, into? Yeah, I have no idea. Certainly Seems no, like they tell you right not another teenager. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. Ah, my false sense of security. <laughs> broken. Did it, did it, so did any of these actually, you think these, any of these are going to pierce your Halloween reading list? Out of are you the YA ones. Squeeze one in. I guess I'm going to have to look at reviews for the, I probably won't read the Madeline Rao one because I have okay. read Madeline Rao. Right. So it's either do I want to read a James Pattison Presents or uh, this gruesome murder book. And I don't love murder, so I'm kind of anti-murder. Are you? Yeah. Wow. So I don't know. We re- you remember us reading the beginning of uh, Crazy House. It was a lot about just like, my sister stole my truck. Where is it? I'm yeah. so mad at her. Right. So we'll see. I don't know. Okay. There's, there's a few other YA uh, spooky books I probably get to before these ones. We've got the Anna Dressed in Blood Ugh. book to read and The Girl from the Well. Creepy. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I think The Grip of It is the I only one that really pushed me read, over the edge. But I want to read Sleeping Beauties, I too. I read Hunting Prince Dracula. i got to hurry. we got to cut this right now yeah, you so that I can reading. read all these books. Yeah. You're going to read book two without reading book one? Yeah. You love Jacqueline Hyde, though. No, it's not Jacqueline Hyde. It's Jack the Ripper. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. You love Jack the Ripper. I'm not in love with him. No, but you are in love with him. No, but I'm I'm in love with the mystery of him. Like, I see. Could somebody like him love me in return? Mm-hmm. That's what For that's a little while. I'm, and then, yeah. yeah. You're dead. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, next week, we're going to talk the real spooky stuff. Probably not. We'll just talk. But we'll have to get Sally to tell us a little bit about the It adaptation. No, I don't want to hear about it. You can leave the room. You can leave the room, and Sally can just tell me about it. Just tell you. You're going to listen to the It. Yeah. You you didn't even want to watch the trailer. No, I don't want to watch that trailer, for heaven's sakes. No way. (laughs) No way. Uh, We've got a busy busy month and a half coming up here at the David A. Howe Public Library. We've got to go see Medea Boo, uh, the second Halloween Medea film. We've got to see the first one. Oh, you haven't seen the first one? I haven't seen the first one. All right. Medea Boo Halloween marathon i love it go on now all right now on uh october 12th we have a great program sponsored by the allegheny arts association casual reply is doing a john denver oh yes. tribute multimedia yeah. very talented duo they're gonna take us so home. come they will come check it out at seven o'clock uh the the genesee valley chorus is coming october 20th and 22nd uh-huh. and then of course we have our big author visit Naomi Shehab Nye, who, which we will, the 27th of October, and we will be doing a spotlight on her in the next coming week. So yeah. if you're a fan, let us know. We want to hear your thoughts on Naomi it. Naomi Shehab Nye. Please send she... it Shehab. What time? Shehab, sorry. Uh, it's October 27th at 7 o'clock. Yes. Absolutely free. Sponsored by the Friends of the Library in Houghton College. If you want to come to a, a very elegant reception afterwards, it is. Yeah. Catered by the Duke House, and I've seen the menu in like... 
I, delicious. I'm, I'm every year we do this. Uh-huh. I always just sit there and I help with the book signing. I never get to eat any food. Yeah. This year, yeah. Papa's gonna eat some food no. because it sounds great. I'm gonna make sure you don't get it. So we're gonna have live music. Uh-huh. Duke House is gonna do a great job. Yep. The author will be here. You can get your book signed. You can say hello, whatever you want. That's twenty five dollars. But to come to the talk, totally free. Mm-hmm. If you want to stick around for the reception, twenty five dollars. But I encourage you to do so because yeah. it's gonna be a fun time. Yeah. Sad. So, that's the big by stuff. All. Yeah. That's absolutely right. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's pretty much it for episode 112. Anything you want to add? Where can people find us, Nick? Oh, well, Eric, I'm (laughs) glad you asked. They can find us on Facebook at the David A. Howe Public Library. Yeah. They can find us on Twitter at All The Book Show. They can find us at SoundCloud.com slash all the books or any place you find your podcast. Just put in All all The Book Show and you will find us. Yeah. You can listen to us Mm -hmm. and tell your friends and rate us and review us and send me $5. What? Yeah. Listen, everybody, the sending Nick $5 to the David A. Howe Public Library. The, you, the library accepts donations. Yeah. Please do not send Nick any personal donations. That's yeah, yeah that's that, fair. We can't we can't actually endorse that on that's the show. That's fair. That's he fair. would ex- he would accept them and but you shouldn't send him. Turn it over to the library. I would hope so. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh next week's going to be spooky, so be prepared. Yeah. And we'll this see week you. Was spooky. Mm-hmm.